This is the Wikipedia page for Cups and Balls. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I am Victor Varnado, KSN. And I am Rachel Teichman, LMSW. And if you don't subscribe, I'm going to show up at your house and start crying. <laughs> Hopefully, everybody out there subscribes so she doesn't have to hunt down everyone. Now, this is a page that I picked just because the name is funny. It is a funny name. Yes. So let's hope it lives up to how funny the name is. Cups. 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 Let's start. Cups and balls. Not to be confused with cup and ball. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you love it already. (laughs) The cups and balls is a performance of magic with innumerable adaptations. Street gambling variations performed by con men were known as bunko booths. A typical cups and balls routine includes many of the most fundamental effects of magic. The balls can vanish, appear, transpose, reappear, and transform. Basic skills such as misdirection, manual dexterity, sleight of hand, and audience management are also essential to most cups and balls routine. As a result, mastery of the cups and balls is considered by many as a litmus test of a magician skill with gimmick-style tricks. Magician John Mulholland wrote that Harry Houdini had expressed the opinion that no one could be considered an accomplished magician until he had mastered the cups and balls. Professor Hoffman called the cups and balls the groundwork of all legerdemen. Legerdemen. Legerdemen? I don't know that word. Let me look up what is legerdemen. Same. Legerdemen is skillful use of one's hands when performing conjuring tricks. It is pronounced legitimate. (laughs) All right. I was saying it right. Professor Hoffman called the cups and balls the groundwork of all legitimate. Instead of cups, other types of covers can be used, such as bowls or hats. The Shell Game Con is a rogue variant of the cups and balls used as a confidence trick. The Shell Game is a rogue variant. (laughs) History. The effect, also known as Esetabula et Calculi, was performed by Roman conjurers. Oh, that makes sense. That was uh, Latin. As far back as 2000 years ago, as referred to in Seneca's 45th Epistle to Lucilius. It is written in Latin, but they also have the translation in English. This is Seneca. He's a Stoic philosopher. He's one of the founders of Stoicism, or one of the big guys in Stoicism, at least, Seneca. Here's what Seneca says. Such quibbles are just as harmlessly deceptive as the juggler's cup and dice, in which it is the very trickery that pleases me. But show me how the trick is done, and I have lost my interest therein. One popularly circulated picture thought to date from 2500 BC from the walls of a burial chamber in Beni Hassan, Egypt, shows two men kneeling over four inverted bowls. It was taken by early Egyptologists Wilkinson and Newbery as evidence that the cup and balls effect, or its related deceptive gambling game, Thimblerig, possibly dates back to ancient Egypt. 
Because of its context, modern Egyptologists regard the image as a game using pots or cups, but details of the game are unknown. The illustration is unique in ancient Egyptian art, so whether or not the game utilizes sleight-of-hand trickery may never be known unless a future discovery produces a similar image in a more explanatory context. Performance and Variation The most widely performed version of the effect uses three cups and three small balls. The magician makes the balls appear to pass through the solid bottoms of the cups, jump from cup to cup, disappear from the cup and appear in other places, or vanish from various places and reappear under the cups, sometimes under the same cup, often ending with larger objects such as fruit, larger balls, small animals such as baby chicks, or a combination of the different final loads. Many magicians use fruit as each one is different in shape and size, thus increasing the element of surprise. I feel like the phrase baby chicks is redundant. Um, I guess it is. Basic routine. Starting with three cups set down in a line with three balls visible, one of the balls is put on top of the center cup and the other two cups nested above. With a tap of the wand, the three cups are lifted, revealing that the ball has penetrated the cup. Again, the cups are set in a line, the middle cup covering the ball, which has already penetrated. Another of the visible balls is placed on top of the center cup and covered with the other two cups, the cups being tapped and lifted to show the second ball has penetrated. <laughs> this is repeated with the third ball. I don't know how many times I'm gonna say balls and penetrate in this article. A couple of more at least. Here we go. Medieval cups and balls. In 1584, Reginald Scott wrote The Discovery of Witchcraft, within which he describes tricks with balls. He recommends using candlesticks. <laughs> he recommends using candlesticks with a hollow underneath or bowls or salt cellars covers to cover the balls. He describes the routine with three or four balls and uses many covers. He describes placing a ball under each cover, lifting the cover to show the balls <laughs> vanished, and then having the balls all reappear under one cover. Although Scott describes a method, it is considered by magicians to be unlikely, as some of the moves described would be impossible to perform invisibly. Citation needed. Citation needed. Indian Cups and Balls In India, the cups and balls were performed seated on the ground with an audience stood or in chairs around the performer. This unique line of sight for the audience gave rise to some unique sleight-of-hand moves. The cups that are used are shaped like a shallow bell, a shallow bowl with a small knob handle on the top. They are often held between the first two fingers by this handle. The shallow nature of the cups means that a large item cannot be produced at the end of the routine, so the routine is often ended with the production of many of the same size balls. Although, Shanker Jr. would end with the production of black powder from one of the bowls. The number of cups and balls used varies, with between one and five balls in play during the routine and between two and four cups. Owen Totama Owen Totama, the turning of bowls, is a Japanese version of the cups and balls. The magician uses three bowls and traditionally four soft silk-covered balls as three, a fan and three final productions 
either oranges or boxes, sometimes of cigarettes. That's a weird sentence. That was a weird sentence. The movements of the Japanese routine are based on Japanese classical dance. There is a display to show the bowls used called Oengeshi, where the performer passes the bowls from hand to hand, showing them empty in a dance-like manner. The routine has been described as having a reverent ceremonial air. The routine was also performed kneeling on the floor for a kneeling audience. Unlike other cups and balls routines, the Japanese magician would usually work inside and to music. Bean sewing. The Chinese routine of the cup and balls is often called the immortal sewing beans. It originated in ancient agricultural society as early as the Longsheng culture period, pre-Shang dynasty before 1600 BC. It takes its name from the saying, Plant melons and you get melons. Sow beans and you get beans. The immortal was believed to grow from ordinary man who is capable of various magic power and longevity by either accumulation of mortal cultivation or eating elixir vitae. The beans in the routine represent beans of elixir vitae. The props used consisted of a fan, mat, and between two and six bowls with between three and ten beans. The most common numbers being two bowls with three or five beans. The Chinese method is unusual in that an extra bean or ball is rarely used. They also have some unique methods of concealing the beans. Traditionally, the routine was performed on the ground, but now it's more commonly performed on a table. Another element of the Chinese routine is to make large productions at the start as well as the end of the routine. Common productions include changing a small peach into an egg, producing water, sometimes with fish, and sometimes baiju. For the finale, harvesting a million beans involves placing two bowls mouth to mouth. When they are opened, many tiny beans are seen to overflow from the lower bowl. However, like the Indian routine, the Chinese do not always use a large final production, such as the routine performed by Wang Guishu or King of Ghost Hands. Who's King of Ghost Hands? I don't know, but I like it. I like the name. I like the title. That is an awesome name. King of Ghost Hands. That's amazing. That dude should fight crime. Maybe he did. King of Ghost Hands. I think I might have to look him up later. King of Ghost Hands. Perhaps that'll be an episode. Modern Cups and Balls. The Die Vernon Routine. The cups and balls have a long history, and the routines performed by today's performers are naturally built upon the work of previous masters. In ancient Greece and Rome, magicians would perform standing behind a table as opposed to on the ground, as seen in Egypt, India, and Turkey, to allow a larger audience to see the show. This tradition has continued today. Tall, conical-shaped metal cups were the norm in Europe and Egypt until the routine by Die Vernon became popular, using shorter, more squat cups that were about as tall as the hand. Similar squat cups were popularized by the likes of Paul Fox, Charlie Miller, and Ross Bertrand. Die Vernon's influence can be seen in many modern routines. Jim Salini, a student of Tony Slidini and teacher of many street performers, credits his routine to Vernon Miller and Johnny Fox. Die Vernon's student, Michael Amar, of whom Louis Falanga, president of L&L Publishing, said, 
Amar has literally led the industry in shaping the thinking and performing of this generation of magicians, created his own routine based upon what his teacher had taught him. The Vernon routine consists of vanishing the three balls to reappear under the cups, the penetration of the balls through the cups, the spectator choosing which cup to invisibly transport a ball to, the removal and return of the balls, and the revelation of the final large production items, usually fruit. Watching modern performances of the cups and balls, you are likely to see a similar sequence followed. Who knows, maybe one day I'll be the fruit that appears under the cup. <laughs> yeah, sure. Chop cup. Chop cup. Chop cup. A fairly modern development is the chop cup. This cup was invented around 1954 by Al Wheatley, who performed a Chinese costumed act with the name Chop... Oh, that sucks. Yeah, this is... Uh... <laughs> 1954. Oh, racism. Oh, man. Y'all, this is Wikipedia. This is not me. I'm just reading what's in front of me. With the name Chop Chop, the Chop Cup is a variation with one cup and apparently one ball hugely popular because it requires only a very small flat area to perform, unlike the considerable table space needed for the classic three cup routine. The Chicago close-up magician Don Allen performed his streamlined chop cup routine on television and was immediately copied by magicians all over the world. Paul Daniels' routine with the chop cup has also done a lot for the routine's popularity. The chop cup can be handled entirely by the top, creating a more seemingly impossible performance. Three Shell Game. Main article, Shell Game. The three-shell game is similar in some respects to the three-cup routine. In it, the main move is a steal of the pea from the back of the shell. This achieved by using a flexible pea and performing the trick on a soft surface. The pea is squeezed out under the back of the shell into the fingers in the act of pushing the shell forward. In a similar way, the pea can be introduced under a shell by drawing it back. These moves are made casually in swapping the positions of the shells. The spectator is supposed to follow by eye which shell has a pee, but in reality, they have no chance of success as the performer is always one step ahead of the spectators. You hope. Yeah. Clear Cups. Pen and Teller. The magic duo Pen and Teller performs a version of the cups and balls trick in their act. Initially, they perform the trick with small aluminum foil balls and plastic cups. The trick ends with the appearance of larger foil balls under the cups and the surprise appearance of an extra unrelated object, such as a potato or a lime, under one or more cups. They then repeat the trick using transparent plastic cups, claiming that they will reveal how to perform the trick. However, as part of the joke, they do the trick so fast as to make it difficult to follow. They claim that this version of the cups and balls breaks all four rules of magic, not to tell the audience how a trick is done, not to repeat the same trick twice, not to show the audience the secret preparation, and the unwritten rule, never perform the cups and balls with clear plastic cups. They claim this version of the trick got them kicked out of the magic castle. I would believe that because the people in the magic castle, they can be really stodgy about what you do with magic. I don't really know the magic castle, but I'm surprised they would kick out Penn and Teller. The Magic um, Castle is a club where only magicians can be members in Los Angeles. 
I gotta say, that doesn't sound like somewhere I want to be. <laughs> well, it's magical. Okay. Latimer, clear cups and balls. The Latimer Clear Cups and Balls is an illusion created and performed by American illusionist Jason Latimer. In this version of the Follow the Ball Cups and Balls games, the magician uses clear glass cups and the audience can watch as the balls visually vanish and jump to underneath another cup. The effect was debuted by Jason Latimer in 2003 at International Federation of Magic Societies and on U.S. television on The Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson in 2004. Cups and balls. You know, the whole article wasn't as funny as the name of the article. However, it's still a very entertaining article. And certain paragraphs, super funny, unintentionally. Oh, 100%. Just like me. <laughs> yeah. Just like you. This has been the Wikipedia page for Cups and Balls. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media at Wikilisten, except for Twitter, which is at wiki underscore listen. And please subscribe. If there's a particular Wikipedia page you'd like us to read, please let us know.